Welcome to the latest episode of Schneps Connects. Today I have with me Andrea Anthony, who's co-owner of the famous The Lobster Roll, which was founded in the Hamptons, obviously on Long Island, and still based with its original location in Amagansett, which it began in 1965. The restaurant's been featured on television in the Showtime hit show, The Affair. Andrea is a TV personality, a co-author of The Lobster Roll and Other Pleasures by the Beach, and an adjunct professor of hospitality. When we think of a lobster roll, we think of the lunch sign on Montauk Highway, a destination for many traveling to the east end of Long Island during the hot summer season. The lobster roll lunch recently opened its second year-round location in Southampton, another great location where it serves more of its usual items, including lobster rolls, steamers, clam strips, and whole lobsters as well. This is the lobster roll's first expansion with the hopes of growing the brand into future locations. Andrew, it's great to have you involved. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Josh. And as we're recording this, it's the summer season. It's the peak season. She just took part in our uh, dance taste events, which I'm very appreciative. And, and thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Absolutely. Pleasure to be here. So why don't you give our listeners a little bit of background on, on the lobster roll lunch in terms of you know how you got involved and how it was founded? Well, actually, my then husband, Fred Terry, founded it with his father in 1965 and gave birth to the lobster roll on Long Island. And it has then, as we all know, you know, made it into its uh, many restaurants and many chefs' kitchens and whatnot. But we can safely say that lobster roll on the East End uh, was its inception was there and then spread throughout the New York metro area and other areas. I became involved in 77. I, I was actually a, a psych student, psychology at Hofstra. And Fred had purchased a restaurant actually in Southampton. It used to be the Clam Digger and it was opened as the Scuttlebutt. And uh, what happened was two weeks before it was scheduled to open, the manager that was hired quit. And Fred really needed me to come over, not mm -hmm. as someone that knew the restaurant business, but as somebody that would be trustworthy. And, you know, I got a quick education, hated every moment of it. But mm -hmm. I must say, after the summer, it really got into my blood. And we, we had sold it after the summer. We were made an offer and we sold it after the first operating summer. I went out to Amagansett and really focused on the front end. I mean, at that point, it was a little shacked on the side of the road. And Fred was in the kitchen, real family run with his dad and his brother and the aunts were waitresses. And it, it was, it had the feeling of a perfect storm restaurant, maybe not a bar, but you know, that place in a perfect storm, it was a real local spot. And it, it just had an amazing vibe. And you know, it, it just the whole restaurant business got into my blood and little by little, we built it over the years and here we are now. I had gotten into teaching and lecturing and, you know, I just made this industry my life, you know, my lifeblood. So that's the skinny. <laughs> I, love, I love how you got into it and how you really are, have been in it for so long and so many years. How long yeah. did it take for that location? Because that McGansett, you know, for those who don't know, it, it's it's pretty far out east. It's right before more or less you get to Montauk. So at what point did you realize, what was the tipping point for the success of, of that first location? You know, there used to be umbrellas and tables outside and we had put an awning up. And at that point we increased a bit. And I think we grew proportionately as the Hamptons did. I mean, I'm sure you remember the years back when we called it Tumbleweed Tuesday, mm -hmm. the two 
after Memorial uh, Labor Day, everybody disappeared. Well, as we both know, when the years went on, that was no longer the case. And it was just a steady uprise of people coming to the East End and now year round, many of them. So we grew proportionately with the growth of the Hamptons, really. Interesting. And, you know, for those who don't know, there's really only one way to head east when you're going to the end of Long Island on the East End on the South Fork. More or less, it's on 27. You just have to take that one road all the way. You can take some side streets, but at the end of the day, you really have to take 27 all the way. And both of your locations are on 27. So I'd love you to share a little bit about your newest location in Southampton, because many people might not know that, you know, the two restaurants are associated, but also how you got that location and your thought process of opening a second location and really, you know, how it uh, how it's doing now. Well, honestly, our new partner, Erwin Simon, saw that the location was available. And I must tell you, we all and, you know, there's four of us, there's Paul DeAngelis, Fred Terry, now Erwin Simon and myself. And we all looked at him like he was stark staring nuts because he said, it's a huge location, it's 6,500 square feet. And for our first build out, I must say it was a little bit intimidating. But after really thinking about it, we all agreed that, you know, it was perched at the beginning of the Hamptons and it was just a brilliant location. So that led to us saying, you're right, we're gonna take it on. And, you know, here we are today. Give everybody an idea exactly where that restaurant is. Well, as you make that left-hand turn past the Southampton Audi dealer, which is probably the best landmark, we're on the right-hand side. So it's right at the beginning of that turnoff to head out east. And, you know, it's a great location. We opened up in December and we decidedly did a very, very soft opening. We only really started advertising, as you know, later on in the season, We really wanted to get used to the building. It was a brand new building, brand new equipment, brand new staff. I mean, that whole kitchen was gutted. And Paul DeAngelis, one of our partners, he's just incredible with restaurant kitchen design. He retrofitted that kitchen to be a lobster roll production kitchen, which is what it is. And, you know, talk about brilliant. Not many people can do that. Some people can run restaurants, but that doesn't mean they can necessarily design. Paul's got you know, both sides of the fence covered. So, you know, we put a lot of work and money into it. And of course it looks like a diner. So we did, you know, the front end, I worked with, you know, a couple of people getting ideas on how we can really make it look more like a lobster roll. And that was a challenge. You know, we brought in Barnwood, it's my dog. We brought in Barnwood from Pennsylvania and, you know, wood all over the walls. I mean, we did whatever we could possibly do to get that vibe. And quite frankly, we're still working on it. It's a work in progress. Can people expect to get the same type level quality of lobster roll in Southampton as they always know about it and being fantastic in Amagansett? Absolutely. And I'll tell you why. We are a spec restaurant, specifications, standardized operating procedures. And that means consistency, of quality and product. We want to make sure that what a person receives in Southampton is exactly what they will get in Amagansett. And the only way to do that is with standardized recipes and training staff. We train extensively. I mean, uh, you know, I was an adjunct professor. So my ex-husband, Fred, was a professor of hospitality for many years. 
Paul was also a professor of hospitality. So we're all steeped in education and we understand the process of training people and follow up and so on and so forth. So, so important in the restaurant industry to really have that, especially when you go to a second unit. And, you know, the brand, you know, for people that just aren't out east, it's an iconic, you know, really spot for anyone that goes out there. It's so associated with A, the Hamptons and B, just like the summer season. And you serve up a lot of celebrities over the year, politicians and and really top clientele that have come through there. Are there any stories that you could share or any, you know, people that potentially you can tell about that have visited you guys in the past? Oh, God, there's just so many people. I mean, you know, well, we know Sarah Jessica Parker lives out there and, you know, she's been there quite often and Matthew Broderick and, you know, Diane Keaton. I mean, it's endless. I mean, so many celebrities have been there and we really do try to keep it low key so that when they do come in, you know, they're not constantly bombarded. Sure. You know, but yeah, celebrities have frequented the restaurant over the years and whatnot, you know, so, and we have them all listed on our placemat. <laughs> so when people come in and they kind of peruse the placemat, you know, it, it's pretty impressive to see there's three columns of by alphabetical order of names of people, you know, that have been there. So it's, it's a pretty impressive list. That's really cool. So you guys were a big backdrop of the affair, which was really a big hit show on Showtime. How'd that all come about? Well, actually, Sarah Treem, who was the co-creator, grew up her summers in uh, Montauk. And her parents, her grandparents, rather, were very good customers. And they used to take her to the lobster roll. And she was quoted as saying when she was a little girl, her life goal was to be a waitress at the lobster roll. It was really funny. She's so down to earth. She's just a great person. But they approached me and, you know, they wanted to know if we had any interest whatsoever. And of course, the answer was yes. The property itself was really conducive to filming because we have a lot of space around the building. I mean, there was probably a hundred production staff. They literally transformed the restaurant from lobster roll to Lockhart's, you know, and um, it, it was astounding to see the whole process. I was more interested in that part of it than the actual actors and actresses coming on. It was just so astounding to see how they filmed uh, pieces and how it all came together, you know, to look like one smooth uh, configuration of an episode. So it, it was really an interesting little uh, journey we had. Yeah, it's really cool. And I'm sure great visibility for people across the country. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing how many people still come in and they ask about the series. Uh, there's still a lot of interest. We had co-branded two t-shirts with a Showtime. I did a presentation in New York and I'd gone in there and I said to them, listen, we're a live location. We exist. And, you know, it would be a great thing to create some excitement with a t-shirt. So Showtime and Lobster Roll co-branded uh, two styles of t-shirts. And one of them, the logo was where it all began. And the other one was sinfully good. So <laughs> it was kind of fun. It. Yeah, that whole, that whole thing was really fun. And it was great for us, you know. But ironically, I have to say that it was a, a slippery slope for a while because you don't want another brand to dilute who we really are. And especially with the format of the show, the storyline. So, you know, whereas on one hand, of course, you have to embrace that publicity. But on the other hand, there were times that we had to draw a line in the sand and say these things are okay and these things aren't. So, you know... It was something that we really had to, you know, move ahead in a way that was true to our brand as well. Yeah, that makes sense. 
You know, one of the other things the Hamptons is known for is people just hosting, you know, big extravagant parties at their homes because most of them, you know, have big, beautiful backyards. Is catering part of your business? I would say catering is part of the Southampton business. We do a lot of on-premise catering. And, you know, we, we have done some off-premise, but most of the inquiries we receive are on-premise parties. And we've done several. We did the Saks Fifth Avenue VIP event. And it was a sit-down dinner for, you know, 50 people. And, you know, they bought the place out for the day and it was their big launch for the summer. And it was exquisite. And I have to say, I, I was so proud of it because it was flawless. I mean, I'm probably my own worst critic. You know, I'm very critical about everything. I'm always looking for ways we can improve things and whatnot. But I have to tell you, that event was just flawless and everyone had a great time. And then we do casual parties too, you know? So we do everything from casual parties, cocktail parties, all the way up to VIP dinners. So we, we have the space and the talent and, you know, we roll with it. So it's a good thing for Southampton. Listen, everybody loves when they see a lobster roll passed around. So there's no question. It's a, it's a popular item. I'm not sure if you could share the recipe for your lobster roll, but I mean, what can you say goes into making a good lobster roll? Well, I'll tell you, we, you know, I'd have to answer that by mentioning that we will be launching with Gold Belly probably within the next week, our lobster roll kits. So, and that's really it. I mean, if you were to order a lobster roll kit from Gold Belly, you would get, you'd have the recipe essentially, except for that little seasoning packet that we add, which is a proprietary blend. But basically it's lobster, it's high quality mayonnaise. And if you were to buy the kit and you decide to add celery, that's fine as well. So it's, it's a very simple, basic recipe, and it comes down to good quality ingredients and a good roll. And what we do is we buy the New England sl split top buns. And what we love about those is that you toast them on the outside and the inside stays fluffy and cool next to the cold lobster salad. And, you know, it, it's a texture thing. And it really presents a product well. As far as the hot lobster rolls, it's just lobster meat and drawn butter and the same type of a roll. We sell both in the kits, but, you know, that's the recipe. I mean, there's no huge secrets to lobster rolls. It really comes down to quality. And that's what we put forward. I'm getting hungry talking about this. I've got to come out and I see you. Add this. You know, I think it's noteworthy. You know, we all know lobster is an expensive product. And, you know, we do lobster sliders at the restaurant. And I think it's important to note that because, you know, people come in from all walks of life and not everybody wants to spend what you would have to on a lobster roll. And, you know, it's a market price, $36, $38. It depends on market. But within that range, $35 to $38, fluctuating. But with a slider, it's a half portion. You get a quarter pound of homemade coleslaw. And I feel it's one of those price points that we like to put forth to our customers so they can come into either location, you know, have a, a lobster slider and a chowder and be out of there for less than $25. Mm -hmm. I important. And that will always be a part of our brand. You know, we don't want it to just be for people that can afford or choose to spend that type of money on a sandwich. Not everybody feels that way. And I feel as a brand, you know, we have to respect that and adapt to it as well. You know, I think in the Hamptons, particularly people expect like top service and diverse offerings. Has anything on your menu evolved over the years with people now looking for gluten-free or vegan or 
other things that they might be seeking? Have you adjusted the menu in any way? Are you offering anything different or anything made differently? Absolutely. Throughout the years, as we've grown with the volume, we've also grown with changing uh, customer needs, requests, and dietary lifestyle. And gluten-free is a big part of it. We have a full gluten-free menu Hmm. of also with gluten-free cupcakes. And not only do we have the menu in both locations, but we have the procedures. You know, as I mentioned, training, that's a big responsibility. There are many celiac customers that come in and the procedures are, it starts with a button. The the first question is, are you celiac? If you order off the menu and then it goes through a, a, a progression. There's a celiac button in the computer kitchen gets it and they go on DEFCOM 5. Hmm. They always choose gloves, but when they see celiac, it just moves to a different level. We have a dedicated fryer for French fries. We don't cross-contaminate. You know, we take great lengths in protecting people with gluten allergies, but we also have people with shellfish allergies. I mean, you might be that one person in the party that doesn't eat shellfish or you don't eat eggs or whatever. And we have um, one of our managers, Ingrid, at our Amagansett location, developed a chart for our servers. So it's a checklist. So every person will have the chart. It was just developed to make it easier. So if you order something and the question is, oh, does this item have eggs? Does it have soy? Does it have this or that? There's a chart every server will have, and they can look right there and say, nope, that roll doesn't have eggs, or you, you can eat this because it's not fried with shellfish or whatever. They ha- they're very well trained to protect people with various allergies. And I think in this industry, people are more aware of their allergies, and restaurants have to adapt to it. Yeah, we do all, sure. and you know, plant, plant-based eating. You know, I think we all know that, that a lot of people are eating plant-based. So you know, we're not just about lobster rolls. I think that's most noteworthy. We have expanded our menu into non-lobster rolls, um, non-seafood. You know, we have chicken and burgers and, uh, you know, things that are not necessarily lobster rolls. We do turkey burgers. We, you know, we do a grilled cheese. I mean, if you want to come in for a grilled cheese sandwich, make a great grilled cheese. So steak, I mean, it's important to cover the gamut. So we have included a plant-based selection where people can avail themselves if that's what they follow. Yeah. That's terrific. So what do you think? I mean, that was a big step for you to open in Southampton, a big location, I'm sure a huge investment. You know, you're talking about Gold Belly now with the delivery so people can get your lobster rolls delivered to them. What else do you see as far as the future for the business? Well, you know, we're, we're looking toward possibly licensing other units. We're not absolutely sure whether they will be company-owned or licensed, but we're moving toward licensing. You know, that's one of the ways we see us growing. We're also looking into different products, chowders, you know, very, maybe crab cakes, items that we serve in the lobster roll that sell really well, even apparel. You know, we're moving into apparel. We recently co-branded a shirt with J. Crew, which is available in all of their stores. Very so, cool. you know, we're, we're a lifestyle brand. We're really developing as a lifestyle brand. And we embrace that by our slogan, this is where summer never ends. And, you know, I think when people come in, they're looking for a great experience, you know, a little break from reality, great food, reasonable prices, just an all-around fun experience in a casual setting. And that's what we provide. And, you know, moving forward with the various things we're doing, we're really sort of actualizing ourselves as more than just a restaurant. We're really a lifestyle brand. 
Well, listen, I'd love a lobster roll lunch in Brooklyn. So you can think about that one. <laughs> you may get one. <laughs> We'd love it. It would be dream come true, literally. Yeah. Well, for anyone that hasn't tried, you know, your restaurant, I would I would definitely tell them it's an iconic destination and you're not going to be disappointed. Thank you so much. Thank no, it's you. My pleasure. I thank you so much for being on the show and, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Same as well. Take care now. Thanks Make again. sure to subscribe to Schneps Connects wherever you get your podcasts or stream us online at podcast.schnepsmedia.com. <laughs>